A quick reminder before we start today's show, hit those notifications on your YouTube. That way you will know when we go live, when we drop a new video, whatever it is, hit the YouTube notifications. That way you know. The idea that we are stuck in our homes, Andy, that we are going through major cabin fever, that we are discussing going live at any moment, and there are dirt balls who are not getting live notifications. Here's the thing. I'm bored as shit. Yeah. If I if we go live and and we get a how was I supposed to I will hunt you down and murder you. Like I got nothing else to do. I'll fly to fucking Cincinnati, Ohio, slit your throat in front of your kids. Wow. Yeah. I got cabin fever, dog. I'm murdering people. If you're complaining about it, I'll murder you. I'm not afraid. All right, and and the, and the same token, the reviews. Like we have just as many people who have not left an iTunes review, guys. I hate to harp on it. It takes two seconds. If you've left one, update it. If you have a loved one sitting next to you, you probably do. Grab their phone, leave it. Quarantine reviews. Quarantine reviews. Quarantine and reviews. Okay, we got a lot of NFL free agency stuff to talk. Let's get the show going. <laughs> Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. How are you today, bud? I am I'm okay. How are you? Doing all right. I'm kind of I'm kinda of over this stuff. You're kinda of over what stuff? Everything. Everything. Is this a cry for help? No, I'm just like I are don't you, know. Are you thinking about hurting yourself? I am annoyed. It's also Thursday, so it makes sense. They say it's the most tired day of the week. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. That's why most people take naps. I love Thursdays. Thursdays are my day. Thursdays since college have been the go-out night for me. Yeah? Always Thursday. Thir- weekends are for pikers. That's what I used to say. Thursdays the night. You go out pre-weekend. Get all your weekend stuff. Then you do everything in for the weekend. That's how the that's how the bosses do it. Now I'm doing everything in anyway. We're all doing everything in, except for those shitheads and hanging out on spring break in Florida. Bro, Florida's unbelievable. Florida is unbelievable. But most of the spring breakers aren't from Florida. They're on spring break in Florida. And then they're gonna spread it to back to where they go. Well, honestly, I hope that they like, you know, if if they're from like God knows where. Swing through and see Grandma, who probably lives in Florida, because we need we need to get rid of your entire bloodline. If you're like Clearwater Beach, if I get Corona, I get Corona, dude. I planned so long for this spring break trip, like two months. Like whose parents aren't like, look, we were gonna pay for your spring break, but that's like you're not going. I I don't think I think they're just going rogue. Also, the people in that video, the woman that we're all talking about, not an attractive person. In that whole video, no. 
And and you know what? You talk about the young people in Florida on spring break. Too many old people on the beaches out here in California. Stay inside. You're kind of annoying me. I'm just going to say it. I mean, they're not laying on the beach, right? Yeah, they're going for walks. They're getting in my way. Just, you know, just get out, of, get out of my way. I mean, old people need to go out for walks. No, maybe. stay inside. Uh, See, that's that's the thing that's it's annoying. A, it's a bad take. <laughs> it's a bad take, and I'm running with it, and I know it's a bad take. That's the difference. I have been doing my workouts. Old people need to walk. Yeah, but they weren't walking as much ever since the whole coronavirus scare happened. Suddenly, they're flooding the beaches during the day in Los Angeles to go for walks. You think so, or you think you're just noticing them more because less people are out besides old people? 100% more. More old people walking. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even, doesn't even compare. Yesterday, when I was doing my workout at like 1- the amount of couples I saw walking the beach in old people clothes. Like They're, on the sand? Yeah, on the sand. So we have a pretty wide beaches here. Like, pretty easy for you to avoid. Yeah, but I, I like to go along the water, and they were doing along the water too because it's the flat sand. That's how I can do push-ups on the flat sand. I mean, I know. This is some 21st century privilege problems. I get it. Yeah, this isn't even white people problems. This is yeah. more, more asshole people problems. Yeah, I'm just a dick. Like how dare you? I mean, I'm joking. That, that's the thing with that's the thing with you know surfers that I always complain about is like you get the aggressive surfer vibe in the water. I'm like, it's the ocean, man. You know how big this is. Like we got to be able to share. Well, the reason maybe I'm a little annoyed is I'm getting like looks from people because you know there's the six feet rule. Mm-hmm. Like you're in my path, you got to move. Sorry, old man. Like you're in my trajectory, but you're young. And they're old. Okay, fair enough. You go around them, right? Fair enough. Yeah. I bodied a guy into the ocean yesterday. You you did not. Yeah. Took him straight down. <laughs> I said, you're going to die and, from pneumonia, and, old an man. old person? No, I'm kidding. Look, I, I'm joking for the most part. It's just some observations I have. I'm also, you know, I, I just, I, I feel... I feel like these things could have been prevented. I don't know. I just, I, as I'm watching things play out, I'm just... I'm just like, uh, I don't know, guys. Y- your boy over here last week said if it's that big of a deal, let's all just go under quarantine for a couple weeks. But now you're not under quarantine. You're going out and about. You're going for runs on the beach. You're like, hey, I'm going to hit Trader Joe's tonight. I'm attempting to. Right. I need groceries. So you're literally doing what you, the opposite of what you say people should do. No. What I'm saying is... I think if they just did, I'm an all or nothing. As, as we know, we've discussed this on the show. I am an all or nothing guy. I don't eat one slice of pizza. I eat 10. The Dirty Sports Podcast is an open book. So at this point, like tapping the brakes, I, you know, I, was, I, I wanted to discuss something and tapping the brakes on at this point seems just, it, it would be undirty sports like. Nick texted me last night. Asking if I was going to be at my place. I've been quarantined down in uh, Hermosa with my girl. Uh, Nick texted me out last night checking in on me saying, you're going to be home. And I was like, nah, you're good, fam. And he said that you basically sent him over to my place because you had a, a lady here last night. Correct. You're very high strung today. This, like, I feel like a lady last night, you can't get a back rub or something. Like, No, it has nothing to do with that. I mean, I feel like this is. No, it has nothing to do with that. For real. Do you guys Netflix and chill? Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. It's more of... I don't know. Nick's smirking over there. Nick, Nick knows, what, knows, picks up the vibe I'm putting down. He's picking up my beat. No, it's it's more... 
It's more of I'm just like uh, I don't know. It's very tense. A lot of uncertainty. I don't like it. A lot of wishy washy stuff. For me, I'm like say it like it is. If a million people are gonna die tomorrow, let me know. If they're not, let me know. But the thing, the thing about like the self quarantine is, it's like <clears throat> I used to say this about. Uh, so my my best friend Tony, who you know, we've hung out with plenty of times up in San Francisco. He played uh, minor league ball for the Mets and the Yankees, and in spring training, he'd always be sent to spring training, and they would work out at like. 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 10. By like 1 o'clock, he was done. And I would go visit him, and we'd go out and party every night. And I'd sleep until fucking noon. And then he got home. And he'd always be like, man, I feel like the rest of the day, like, I feel like I'm not doing stuff the rest of the day. I'm like, this is the best thing ever, man. You're done. You did what the, you did the team required stuff. And now you get to guilt-free hang out the rest of the day. All you have to do is be ready to go at 6 a.m. tomorrow. So it's 1 o'clock. Let's, like, go hang out. Let's go day drinking. Let's go whatever. Like, the self-quarantine is like, we all get a free pass to do nothing. No, I know. By the way, I've mostly done that. I haven't. I went I'm, swimming yesterday, two days ago. I'm not going out. On. For the record, I'm basically self-quarantining. I, I will go out for an exercise. Isn't or, it relaxing? You don't even have to think about doing I love things. this. It feels like every day is a snow day. You know, like you wake up I mean, in the Nick morning I mean, Nick wasn't doing anything day. anyway. Now he just is like, <laughs> Nick's like, now nah, you can't even yell at me for playing video games. He's like, dog, we Perfect. can't go out. He's like, dog, get on that headset. We're not allowed outside. Let's get a little first-person shooter happen. Like I to me, yeah, like the same thing. Like it's a snow day. Like you, you get a free pass. I want to be doing stand up comedy. I want to be working, but I can't. So then I'm like, I got painkillers. I got a bottle of wine. Like I'm allowed to do that at three p.m. Why not? Who's gonna stop me? I think it rained the last week, and it was easy. You don't want to go outside. It was pouring rain every day. Now that the sun has come out the last couple of days, uh. It's tough for me to just be like, I'm quarantining. You got a pool here. I know. Go out to your push-ups by the pool, swim some laps. I don't know. I just like, like, I'd like, you know, they're basically advising everybody to not travel. Yeah. It's a lot of personal family stuff, too. You know, my dad's by himself. You can't go That's anywhere. It's the safest place for Walt to be. I know, but I, but I, but he's going to he be. Isn't lo- one of your idiot brothers coming over and giving him the corona? Give him the old Rona? Yeah, just all this crap, man. What you should do is next time you're home or, like, send somebody over to sneak in and just put a parental block on Fox News so that he's not like, it's all a hoax. I'm going bowling. No, he Trump doesn't. Trump says it's a hoax. I'm going bowling. But he can't even do that now. Like, right. like Ohio is basically on quarantine. Yeah? As a bowling state. closed? Oh, yeah. Good. I agree. Good for his health. Yeah. But I just, like, my dad doesn't read. Like, how much stuff can he watch on I mean, He TV? reads, right? He's always sending you Wall Street Journal articles and he stuff He reads like that. that. Yeah. That's not reading. What are you he doesn't read books? He doesn't read books. And the Wall Street Journal's got a lot of words in it every day. You read the Wall Street Journal, you're doing some reading. Maybe in this quarantine he will learn that he does not have to send me photos via email. That text message works. Maybe he can learn that. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know what's going on with me today. I do want to talk NFL, though. Okay. I am excited about that. Great. Dude, this free agency. I'm going to say it right now on the show. It's the best free agency we've ever had. 
You think so? I know so. Well, just because Tom Brady. And so many quarterbacks. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like not nearly as many stars have moved this free agency as other free agencies. But quarterbacks, obviously the big ones. But even from the quarterback standpoint, how many quarterbacks have really moved? We've what? got a, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of guys. Who I are have like, it in front of us, Joe. I know, but we have a lot of guys who are kind of done moving, and we've got a lot of guys who are backups mo- moving into potentially starter roles. We have Brady to the Bucks, Rivers. It's to obviously, the, the big one. Rivers to the Colts, Bridgewater to the Panthers. Right. Nick Foles to the Bears. I mean, that's four major moves out of thirty-two teams. Yeah. That could, you know, have ramifications down the line. Of sure, course, sure. Now, Brady, we'll lead with him. We have to. Brady to the Bucks. I said on Monday, the Bucks makes the most sense for a better team, even though I didn't want to say it. And uh, it came down to them and the Chargers, I guess. And he knew that the Bucks again, have a better cast. Most people are saying this is the best offensive cast he's had since 2007, the Randy Moss Patriots days. I'd, I'd have to agree. Look, I am still of the opinion, and I was just tweeting back and forth with Matty Goldberg uh, about this. Um, I'm still of the opinion, weapons, whatever. Like, th- that's the beauty of what Belichick. It's it's not like they didn't have weapons at times, or that they didn't. Want, it's like Belichick knew that was less important to winning than anything else. Yeah. Like, I'll find I'll, I'm gonna go like two tight ends this year. It's gonna be Hernandez and Gronk. This is our offense, and I'm gonna spend in all these other places. Uh, like, yes, Brady has wide receivers. Yes, Brady has a tight end. Their running game, it's okay. It's not all that. Yeah, it's not um, that good. Is Brady are are they suddenly is Brady suddenly going to be a guy who's throwing the ball fifty times a game at forty two years old? Forty three. Forty three. Yeah. He's going to be a fifty times a game passer. Maybe forty. Is this the best strategy for winning a forty year old passer? If if you're in your forties as a quarterback, do you want to be throwing the same amount of times as years of age? I to me that doesn't scream. Recipe for success. Well, I look at it this way. I think a lot of people, let me say this, a lot of people are excited about the Bucks because of what Brady was able to accomplish over the course of his career. Tom Brady was not good last year. Who do you guys think had a higher QBR last year, 2019? Jameis Winston or Tom Brady? It's the same. I saw the stat. Fuck that stat, by the way. Cause, Cause I, I, I'm not com- like the you, idea of you, comparing Jameis Winston to, to yeah, Tom Brady's. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, th- and that's why Tom Brady, J- Jameis Winston threw, threw 30 picks. What was well, 30 well, touchdowns too. Yeah. But he threw 30 picks. Yeah. I, I, I'll t- again, I love, I love what the Dan Orlovsky and I posted this on our Twitter. I love the thing he said on ESPN of his 22 picks, the defense, the other team's offense started at the Bucks defense at the 39-yard line. Yeah. Can you can you imagine? Of the 22. So 22 times out of a 16-game so season. Basically in field goal range. And that's what he was saying. Yeah. You're basically spotting that team. Dude, forget 
comparing him to Jameis Winston. Thank you. This is nonsense. Forget comparing any. 30 interceptions is absurd, especially in this day and age. Yes. We're not talking about 10 years ago. We're not talking about six years ago. We're talking about now when everybody's throwing screens, when everybody's throwing fucking bubble everything. Like, all of this run pass, like, the way the offenses have changed, if you're doing, I mean, we're talking about you can't throw as many picks as Peyton Manning was throwing, as Eli Manning was throwing, as Ben Roethlisberger was throwing, as Phillip Rivers was throwing. Like, the great quarterbacks of 10 years ago, don't have the style of play that suits the way people are playing today. It, they just don't. Yeah. Now, Tom Brady is going to obviously manage the ball better than James Winston. It's he's he's thrown James Winston's thrown more picks last year than Brady did in four seasons. Well, and therein lies my opinion why they will be so much better. They won seven games last year. They lost they lost a lot of close games. How many of those close games is the difference of a bad turnover? But that, how that, many that Brady's not going to do? But He's how just many not of those games where you're playing a team that like is susceptible to a Jameis style of offense? Don't you win? Like Tom Brady's not putting fifty, hanging fifty points on the Rams. Jameis hung fifty on the Rams. I disagree. Okay. I think James, or I think Tom Brady can. Okay. Well, nothing about Tom Brady's last season says that he can. And honestly, let me say something about Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady, like I said, left the Patriots because he was offended that they didn't already have him locked up based on everything that he has done. Everybody saying Tampa Bay is better. Was a, what, ha, Tampa Bay has more weapons than, than the Los Angeles Chargers. But the idea that the, that the Tampa Bay Bucks are a better fit than the Los Angeles Chargers, I don't necessarily agree with. Everything about Tom Brady, Brady's career has said, I am successful when we have a great defense and we can run the ball. Chargers defense, and I agree with you, the Bucks defense is being held uh, to a standard of start, having teams start on a 39-yard line, 22 extra possessions in the season. But the Chargers have a better defense than the Bucks. And do they have as many weapons? No. But I think... Tom Brady didn't consider the Chargers because he doesn't want to be in Patrick Mahomes' division. Now, I'm like, you're going to have to beat him at some point. You may as well know him. You may as well play him twice before you got to beat him in the playoffs. But he might also be thinking, we might have to win the division or whatever to get in. Like, I don't want to have Pat Mahomes drop fucking 50 on me twice a year. Now, it's not on him, but you know what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think he wants to be in that kind of shootout situation. I mean, it's 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 really crazy that he is going to be in a Tampa Bay Bucs jersey. It like, is crazy. Like, it's crazy to think he went to Tampa. It's a much easier division. Um, actually, I don't know. You, you know is it? Yeah. I'm is just it say, a much easier division? So, let, let's, let's say this. Let's look at the teams. You're, to get into the playoffs, you probably have to be one of the top two teams in your division. Correct. Right? Is it easier to finish top two in the NFC South or in the AFC West? It's going to be easier to finish top one in the NFC South, right? No team in the NFC South is as good as the Kansas City Chiefs. But are there two teams better than the top two teams in the AFC West? I mean, you're talking about the Broncos and the Raiders. True. 
versus you have the Saints, the Falcons. Carolina is going to be rebuilding. I mean, they didn't sign Teddy Bridgewater to rebuild, right? I just don't know what you get from him. Like, like he's he's a tough. He played great last year. I just don't know. He also. Well, I mean, they're taking they're they're counting on him over Cam, or are yeah, they? They are. Because they're trying to trade Cam, but it doesn't look like Cam's going to go anywhere. Not a huge market for Cam Newton. No, there's not. In case you want to revisit some Joe Prano takes about Cam being fucking done. There's Cam, not Cam Newton's the Dwight Howard of NFL quarterbacks. I don't know where Cam, a lot of people, by the way, have been like Cam to the Patriots. I'm like, you know what? Belichick's got it done with worse tailbacks. Sure, put him put him in the backfield. Oh, oh, at quarterback? Oh no, hundred percent no. But like, Bill Belichick turns Cam Newton into a starting tailback in the AFC East. Yeah, I can see that. Hundred percent. That's the Bills' division, by the way. To I, lose, I'm gonna say it. Honestly, they had a great—I mean, they had a great defense last year. Josh Allen improved throughout the year. He adds Stephon Diggs. Now, I don't know how Diggs is going to be outside of the dome. It's a lot different playing in Buffalo. How are they not the team to beat in that division? Well, I, I feel like we've totally swapped roles, but like, I'm learning a lot about people's—the popular opinion of the. Of the Patriots dynasty, a lot of people are on Bucks or a top three team in the NFC conference, and I'm like, yeah, okay. When somebody beats the Patriots, I'll believe it. I just don't think, like, uh, yes, I don't think that Stidham or whoever the like. That's my that's my point, right? But I don't not believe in Belichick doing that, like. Trust me, I love Belichick. I'm just, I, I think, and I, and again, I don't necessarily think I tweeted. Bel- now that the Colts have officially moved on from Rivers, Belichick should go get Andrew Luck. Be like, we'll protect the shit out of you, dog. You want a Super Bowl this year? Like, to me, he's working some angle, and is he working like a a two year rebuild angle? Is that what Belichick's angle is? He's like, we're not going to be that good for two years, but we'll be back in the Super Bowl three years from now. Maybe. I don't know what the genius slash cheating Bill Belichick is up to. Just when you think you know what he's up to, he fucking is filming sidelines again. You know what I mean? That guy's a total wild card. But um, I'm not counting out the Patriots. I'm not counting them out. I just think that is the Bills' division right now to lose, in my opinion. I dude, wait. no, no potential Josh Allen regression. Here's the thing, man. The, the Patriots right now, in my opinion, they're like this coronavirus epidemic. You don't know what's going to happen. That they've had, we we had consistency in our world. We haven't had to deal with this basically since the Spanish flu, the early 20th century, right? That's the Patriots. They had Tom Brady for twenty. Okay, years. Let, let's just let's just do a totally hypothetical, like the same way as we do coronavirus. We we have no idea where we're going to be a week from now. In the coronavirus. Let's do a total hypothetical. Jameis goes to the Raiders. De- Derek Carr goes to the Patriots. Who wins the AFC East? Mm. I'm just saying we're talking about it's the Bills' division to lose because we're assuming Bill Belichick's going to start a backup. 
I, I that's my thing. I don't want. I don't see him starting Stidham. Right. So that that's why I'm like I'm not fucking I'm not going on the record as the Patriots are done right now because yeah I don't think it's over. Is is Bill Belichick? Is this part of Bill Belichick uh, trading up to draft somebody? I mean, who knows? Right. I I here's the thing. I just don't see the way Tom Brady last year played as like, oh, my God, what are the Patriots going to do without the way Tom Brady played last year? Which at times their offense just looked gross. I agree. It was bad last year. This is why I find this free agency so interesting. And just like I said, since our last episode, we now have on the record, Vrabel's not interested in Brady. Shanahan's not interested in Brady. Belichick's not interested in Brady. Arguably, three of the best coaches in football want nothing to do with Tom Brady. On the record, don't want him. I don't know if that's necessarily true or if it was a monetary issue. We don't know. Well, we know that the the Titans didn't negotiate with him. We knew that. Right? Shanahan, the, the, the report came out that the Niners were like, we're not interested. We've got... Garoppolo. Now that could be a financial issue of how much they're paying Garoppolo and whatever. But they're but they're like we're not interested. And then again, the Patriots, the financial issue is sort of neither here nor there because they had the whole season to figure that out. Yeah. Well, look, I I as as a I'm I not, want your prediction on the Tampa Bay Bucks next year record place in the division. They win the division. They win the division. Yes. If he, People are Brady bodering. Look, man, at the end of the day, I'm definitely a Brady stan. At the end of the day, the GOAT thing is a whole other discussion. I, I have been a Brady believer for the most part. I think they win 11 games. And you think that wins the division? They I, wouldn't have won the division this year. Look, man, Vegas is agreeing. By the way. I have you seen the odds? I agree with you that Brady and the Bucks win ten or eleven games, and I, but I say that based on this: Jameis Winston fucking stinks, and I'm going into the camera for that one. Stinks bad. Jamarcus Winston, trash. If you wrote a 400-page book about J- Jameis Winston, use it as fucking toilet paper. The world needs it. What a clown! The idea that J- I mean, let's go back a couple months to J- we were arguing with a Jameis Winston Hall of Fame people don't even want him as a backup Jameis Winston's trash well that's what he is They're trash gonna- bag well, well hold on let me hop in here okay so if Jameis Winston can win seven games of the team yeah I think Tom Brady can win 10 games of the team 11 games of the team do I think that wins the division do I think that means that the Tampa Bay Bucks can win a playoff game no I am not ready to go in on either of those things. I think you're undervaluing. You're not going to like this. What Tom Brady brings to that locker room. He brings six Super Bowls, nine Super Bowl appearances, a winning pedigree. He, he was under. If, if you respect Bill Belichick, who he was under for 20 years, you have to then respect what he's taking to another team. I'm telling you, and all reports are leaking. All these guys suddenly wanted to play for Tampa Bay. Sure. Because they want to play with Tom Brady. Sure. But we've seen that. We've seen that throughout sports all the time. Talk to every NBA guy right now. T- talk to anybody who's played in the NBA in the last 20 years. Shaq, Paul Pierce, whatever. I'm taking Kobe over LeBron James. Kobe just had that killer instinct. Well, Paul Pierce, you should get in a wheelchair and somebody should push you into the ocean. 
because you're a fucking idiot. Like, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, across sports. A wide receiver on some team thinking Tom Brady's the fucking GOAT doesn't mean that Tom, like, I, bro, if you were a fucking, if you were meant to be a coach, then you'd be a fucking coach. Paul Pierce just embarrasses himself on fucking ESPN every week. All right, well, that's fine. Look, we don't have to necessarily agree on all no, this stuff. I, I, we are agreeing. 10-11 games. Maybe they win the division. Maybe they don't. I, I'm i sorry. The idea of, the idea that people are penciling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into the NFC Championship game. I don't think year. people are. Like, and, I, and I like go to— Go home, Internet. You're drunk. Look, and I like to trust Vegas. They're not. Their odds have significantly jumped from what I saw today on the NFL Network— now Tampa Bay is tied for seventh highest winning possibility of the Super Bowl. Of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. So so Vegas isn't going crazy. They're putting them at seven out of thirty-two teams. And just like me, I'm not going crazy. For me to say they're going to win eleven games, again, you just. Expl- I said. I said that. That's what I'm saying. You just explained it. It's not that crazy. I do want to discuss Jameis for a minute. Yeah. Because here we are. All these moves have happened. I've I've been following this extremely closely. I assume we all have. Nobody's got anything to do right now. More people are watching this stuff, reading about this stuff. There is not a market for Jameis Winston right now from everything I've read as far as a starter. I'm, well, I'm seeing reports that maybe a competition with Dwayne Haskins if the Redskins sign him, which I'm sure you as a Giants fan love to see that. Yeah, give me him. We beat him last year. We'll beat him again. I I love it. No, I mean, give me give me two games a year against Jameis. Give me two games a year against the Jameis Dwayne. I like honestly the Jameis Dwayne Haskins thing, remarkably similar. Sort of turnover guys, big schools, huge college success, like big arms, but just not good since they've been in the NFL. Like. Everybody knows in the Joe Prano uh, recipe for a great quarterback, if you played at Ohio State, if you played at Florida State, if you played at Alabama, I don't want you in the fucking first place. Yeah. You've never you've never dealt with any struggle whatsoever in your life at the position of quarterback? Yeah, I just on that reason, I'm out. Um, but, like, even that, like, is to me, that just reeks of a terrible Redskins move. I agree. But you said it. Redskins, Bengals. Raiders. Well, we discuss- these are the kind of people that get into the Jameis Mark, the, we, the the Jamarcus Winston. We discussed this off air. Bidding game. I was saying, as someone from there, this James, this reeks of a Cincinnati Bengals move. Not drafting Burrow, trading that pick, or whatever they're doing, or taking Chase Young number one, throwing a a bargain rate deal at Jameis Winston. I don't know what Nick's Steelers cap situation is, but to me, no team makes more sense for Jameis Winston than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? Built like Roethlisberger, plays like Roethlisberger, rapes like Roethlisberger, sits behind Roethlisberger for three to five weeks before Roethlisberger gets hurt. No one misses a beat. You're throwing the ball downfield. You're... You're throwing interceptions. But Big Ben, you're, you're fingering Uber drivers. Big Ben does not toss as many INTs. He doesn't, but he does have Jameis Winston-like tendencies to have huge. Like Big Ben will throw 15 interceptions a year to 20 interceptions a year, and they'll be in four games. 
The guy has four or five interception games and big turnover games because that's their offense. Lucy, Goosey, chuck it down to our big wide receivers. They've obviously lost Antonio Brown. He's not part of the mix anymore. But, like, style of play is similar. And Roethlisberger's on his last legs. And if you're going to, if you're going to, like, mentor a guy. I've heard this tossed out before, too. Like, there's been reports within the Steelers organization, like, there's interest. And I, I, I can see those comparisons you're making. I guess I didn't really I didn't really like the move when I first heard it. And now that you say, like, the, you know, how similar tendencies there are. It's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger's got like two more years left in him at best, at most. Now, the thing about the Ben Roth, the thing about the Steelers Roethlisberger Winston thing is, Winston is what Roethlisberger has become. Roethlisberger wasn't that guy when the Steelers were winning Super Bowls. That's not the style of play that has been led to Steelers' success in terms of getting a championship. So then you go, wait, do we want to bring in a guy who plays the way Ben Roethlisberger losing in the second round of the playoffs plays? Or do we want a guy that's playing the way Ben Roethlisberger played when he was winning Super Bowls? Now, obviously, I'm not the biggest fucking you know Mike Tomlin fan, but to, to me, you're not really missing a beat if you go from current Ben Roethlisberger gets injured in week five to current Jameis Winston. I don't think you're missing a beat at all. So that's where I'm at. If I'm like a guy who's the GM of the Steelers, I'm going, yeah, but what's Ben want us lately? I want to hate getting Jameis for like maybe a year or two because the Steelers don't have a draft pick this year. And the other thing is you're going to have to replace Roethlisberger at some point. Right. So are you going with what the Steelers have done for way too long, which is Roethlisberger and a punchline? Maybe. Or do you go Roethlisberger and Winston? Like, at least that that's what the Cowboys love to do all the time behind Romo. It was always Romo and this guy was bagging groceries. The, oh, Matt Castle, Kitna. Did you, did you say bagging or banging groceries? Bagging groceries. And honestly, in John Kitna's, I think they caught him fucking a cantaloupe one time. <laughs> um, Lay off Kitna. By the way. Quality year with the Bengals in 2004. But that's what I'm saying. They always, that's what they always used to love to do is they'd have nobody behind him. And then when he got hurt in week nine, they'd be like, no, our season's over. It's like, you can you can have a backup. Like, right now, the Giants, there was talk of the Giants were looking at Matt Moore to back up Daniel Jones. It's like, fuck yeah. A quality backup behind a guy who holds the ball too long who got hurt in his rookie season? Give him to me. Here's, well, here, here's what I like. Steelers go out, sign Jameis Winston for a year. Complete downgrade. Jameis throws 40 interceptions. Pittsburgh gets a uh, you know top five pick. Go out and get Trevor Lawrence. Purposefully get Jameis to tank. Top five, bro. Trevor Lawrence is going number one. He's going number one for sure. Um, I would like to see him. I I'll say it. I'll just say it on record. As someone who now has Los Angeles Chargers season tickets, I would much rather have Jameis Winston than Tyrod Taylor. Well, I mean. First of all, I don't know if you'd much. You'd, I would because you'd much rather have him in like that because you don't know what you're getting and like people will come for the show. Exactly. It from an entertainment standpoint, right? The feast or famine game of Jameis Winston would be something. Again, I'm not like I'm a diehard Chargers fan. I got the season tickets, but as someone sitting in those stands, whether I'm watching a five touchdown, five hundred yard game, or a five interception, two hundred yard game. I would be entertained. 
what Tyrod Taylor brings to the tail or brings to the the table, I should say, as a Chargers quarterback, we've already seen this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For we sure. we saw what happened in Buffalo when he got benched when they were in, when they were in first place in the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe not in first place. No. In yeah. The, they were. Yeah. Exactly. They were. They were in the playoffs. He was benched for Nathan Peterman. Obviously, that didn't work out. He was then benched in Cleveland. Uh, oh, first of all, bench for Nathan Peterman. Peterman comes in, and then he takes back over, and then he throws for thirty yards in a playoff game. Yeah. So. Tyrod Taylor. It, and, and, then, and then you said, what happened to him in Cleveland? He was benched for Baker Mayfield. Right. Correct. He that's co- what everybody that's ever made a wager on the Browns and their quarterback situation should know happened. He was benched for Baker Mayfield. Comes out to Los Angeles. He's been the backup for... He was the backup for Phillip Rivers. The other thing with Anthony Lynn and the Chargers and Tyrod Taylor and the quarterback situation... If you believe in Tyrod Taylor this much, why do you let Phillip Rivers punt for a whole season? And that's my point, too. If if for anybody out there, and obviously he was he tweeted Zach Boast yesterday, Dirtball Zach Boast. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let me just say this. Joe brought up something, Zach, and, and we texted. You're on thin ice, and I like you, and you're a good kid. But, but we are thinking about making a bronze statue of Joe Shubelli and giving it out every year as the Joe Shubelli Egregious Homer of the Year Award. <laughs> The Joe Shabelli Memorial Egregious Homer of the Year Award. I love this idea. Yeah. Because he's the biggest homer that I know. Of all time. Of all time. And, like, it doesn't matter what happens. The The person Joe Shabelli hates more than anybody in the world gets signed to play for the Dodgers. He's now his biggest fan. Yeah. So, so anybody, when you start defending Tyrod Taylor, and from a, just from a marketing standpoint, Joe, I know they went after Brady, but dude, you can't get fans from Los Angeles to go to Chargers. You're saying games. like we're not going to turn over the ball, we're going to play defense. The race for third place in the AFC West is going to be tight, and we're going to win it. God damn it! Who's going to those games? Nobody. And that's the thing. I'm, I won't even watch those games on TV. Like I will not watch Tyrod Taylor quarterback. But here's the thing: Is Tyrod Taylor like is he going to be the quarterback of the Chargers? There's still I hope not. There's still so much to happen out there. Where is Cam Newton playing? I don't know. Where is Derek like Marcus Mariota was brought in to be the starter? No, I think it's I think it's maybe a QB competition. To me it's like if if you're bringing Mariota in, see, this is what I say. If you're Gruden I'm going after Jameis too. I'm getting both the one-two pick from that draft. I'm having a, a grinder. I'm having a bust off. I'm having a Jameis Marcus bust off. Which one of you guys is going to be a bigger bust? <laughs> who's one of you's going to bust and one of you's going to grind? It's just a matter of who's going to be a bigger grinder and a bit. And now I'm taking. The, I feel like Derek Carr has value. I like your Patriots pa- assertion. Derek Carr to the Patriots. I like it. Who else is out there? Like they're the, like the, what, the quarterback carousels. Nick Foles to the Bears. What do you make of that? Why I like not? it. Why I like not? it. Why not? He's he's done the RPO thing. But you know what I think is happening he beat right the now? Bears fucking two years ago. Yeah. The doink kick. The thing is, I feel like a lot of GMs and organizations saw what happened in Tennessee. They saw this QB competition. They saw a guy that they were trying and. Then 
they brought in a veteran and it turned it all around. And I think they like that of this. It brings out the best in people competition. I like the Foles move for sure. You know who I like to, by the way, to the Patriots even more than Derek Carr. Give me Fitz on the Patriots, dude. Give no, me, get out of here. Give me Fitz and just like Fitz, just like burying the Fitz haters for years. Get out of here. Fitz wins thirteen games and plays in fucking Super Bowl. Get out of here with that. I talk. love it. Get out of here. Bill Belichick's like, give me him, give me him, bring him back home to Cambridge. Let's go, Pock, you fucking trophy in Harvard Yard. Pock, you fucking beard. It's fucking Fitz magic. <laughs> Sound like Bill Burr right there. And then and but then we also have we also have quarterbacks in the draft. I know it's like everybody's like, oh guys, how many you gonna talk about fucking quarterbacks? This is the year of the quarterback carousel. That's why I said it's the most exciting free agency. Including again, like Locke's gone. Can you imagine if Locke and Eli were involved in this situation? Both those guys just ejected, but like Because, like, let's talk Phillip Rivers to the Colts. I'm like a I'm like a Colts. This I was on the Colts are a quarterback away last year. Luck is out. Get a vet in here immediately. Everybody knows I was on the this is a the this is great for both teams. Trade for Eli right now. Let the guy go out with a fucking good offensive line. Phillip Rivers is gonna have a great offensive line. He's gonna be protected. He's gonna be inside. He's gonna have a pretty good defense. He's gonna have a darn good running game. What do you see, Philip Rivers, the Colts? I like it. I don't love it. I I like it, but it's still the AFC South too. Well, I'm 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 out. I'm I'm about to. I dude, I'll tell you what, and we'll get to it. The Bill O'Brien stuff more stuff that has leaked since Monday's show. I'm ready to sell the Texan stock, even though I'm a huge fan of Deshaun Watson. I mean, this is this has nothing to do with... Come on in, dude. The water's warm. I've been living in this hot tub. Th- we got drinks. We got fucking edibles. This has nothing... Come on in. Yeah. The Bill O'Brien is fucking trash this hot ha- tub. This has nothing to do with... for business. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. Love, love his game. It's hot here, by the way. I've been heating this hot tub since 2014. <laughs> so right now... Obviously, we're high on the Titans. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think the Colts win the division. Andy Ruther predicts right there. You heard it first. See, I am I am much like Brady. I'm, I'm a little bit out on Rivers. Rivers, to me, of all the guys that we've talked about over the years of like, looked like to me, he looked like he fell off a cliff. More so than Brady, more so than Eli, more, why? more so. Why? Why more so than Eli? Because, why? Because Rivers had it all. Rivers was on a team that was twelve and four, thirteen and three, two years ago. Twelve and four, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's not like Rivers was on this team that was rebuilding and playing behind a bad offensive line and playing with a bad defense. Rivers just went from being like. Good to being like not good at all, and like the team really, yeah. He went, he had like they had, but a you were also on record. They had a little bit, of, they had a couple injuries, but like it's not like they fell off. You're on record saying that Rivers didn't really fall off. You're on record last football season saying but, that, but but I'm saying in terms of again, it's the same thing. 
yes, there's when your offensive line gets worse, you're going to get worse. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, again, I don't think that Rivers isn't competent to play. He's a major upgrade from J- Josie Brisket, for sure. He, he can play lefty. He's going to be an upgrade because he knows the game better. He's going to, he's not going to miss four yard outs on Monday Night Football like Josie did over and over again. He's going to be better. God, a brisket sounds so good right now. But I'm just saying that it, it, to me, Philip Rivers, it seemed like, again, it's not like he's washed. I don't believe in like the, I don't believe you go from one year to the next being washed, but I just feel like, even in his style of play last year, even in just like that back foot, chuck it up, who gives a shit? It's like, where are you at mentally? Are you coming back this year and now you're like redialing your attitude on football? You're like, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna focus on like protecting the ball more. Like it I'm not talking about physically washed. I'm talking about just like it seems like it seems like he was only able it seemed like he was on tilt. For, to steal a poker term for anybody who knows that, it's just it just seems like mentally he's just like, uh, and it's like, dude, you guys aren't that much worse. Like, how do you go from 12 and 4? Like, what happened? Well, I think change can be good for people no matter what they're doing. I think playing inside is going to help. But I look, I look at it this way, man. Tennessee has a good defense. I'm also still not 100% sold on Tannehill, especially if you break down his numbers what he did versus his first few games versus his last few games. And look, Derrick Henry's a beast. But dude, the the running back, and maybe this is a segue into the running back situation with Todd Gurley, these guys can only get so many touches. The body breaks down. This is crazy. Think well, that And that's, that's where Derrick Henry is an enigma. The last couple of years, he has gotten better late in the year. And that is, you know, I gave my no chill nug last week or last episode about how he how he improved with Tannehill. And I I believe in that. Like the stats are what they are. But also the last couple of years he had like he is one of those guys where he's like getting stronger, getting better, whatever. I mean, I agree with you. The AFC South, the Jaguars clearly are just going full rebuild. Yes. The Jaguars are going the, the Jaguars were in an AFC Championship game fucking two years ago, and are now just like we're done, we're starting over. So that they're gonna they're gonna give a, away some wins, and I agree with you. I think it's the Colts and the Titans. I'm out on Bill O'Brien, and I'm out on. I mean, Hopkins was the reason that they Hopkins the Hopkins Watson together was the reason that they were able to overcome Bill O'Brien so much because those guys were were doing something that was sort of outside of like the strategy. It's like that's just a wide receiver and a quarterback just winning. Well, I have to play the clip now that we're talking AFC South. The clip that might— It was never like, oh, my God, their offense is so crisp. It's just like, oh, throw it to that guy in a 50-50 ball. He's going to win it a lot. Michael Irvin went on uh, ESPN's uh, Get Up, and he revealed a wild little nug about what happened between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins. Am I supposed to wear? You can wear this? it. And is and is this? Are we doing the adult first take here, or is this kids first take? Uh, that's a different show. This is uh, Get Up. So this is uh, what Irvin told. Uh, Seth Greenberg on Get Up. What the fuck is Get Up? That's what I tell my boner when I'm when I'm hurting. 
Is this, I, I feel I feel like Get Up is an ESPN show where like Michael Irvin goes to visit his white girlfriend's family and gets strapped to a chair in the basement. I like what you did there. Okay, let's go. Let's go. To get out. You guys see what he did? Okay. Hopkins was just traded from Houston to Arizona in a move that stunned a lot of people. What did you think of it, Michael Irvin? Uh, and Greeny, you know, it stunned me, Greeny. And, and I'm going to tell you guys, both of you guys, you know, I got on the phone with him right after I heard about this trade, and I tried to pull it out of him, like, what happened? What happened here, man? There's no way they give away one of the best receivers in the NFL for a ham sandwich like they did. And he he stay, he kept the high road on it. He said, Michael, you know, I'm just happy about where I'm going, where I, and that's it. He left it there. But, of course, you know, I, I just I couldn't rest my mind on it. I called him again 24 hours later, like late yesterday, and, and, and then he was willing to talk more. And I said, tell me what happened in Houston. And he went into it. He told me, he said, Michael, uh, it, it was a bit of a power struggle there because Bill O'Brien thought, Coach O'Brien thought he had too much influence over the locker room. He called DeAndre Hopkins in a meeting to talk about this and to kind of, I guess, hash it out. In that meeting, he started the meeting with telling DeAndre Hopkins this. That blew my mind when DeAndre told me this. He said, he told DeAndre Hopkins, he said, hey, uh, the last time I had to have a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. I was like, what? He, he, he put in Aaron Hernandez in this meeting? He said, yes, he did. He said, Michael... That blew my mind that he would even bring that up. I've never been in any trouble. I don't know why would he equate me with Aaron Hernandez. And from there, the meeting just deteriorated. You know, he got into talking about DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins has uh, a few kids and, and, and from different, different, different women. And he said, you know, he told DeAndre he doesn't like that he has his baby mamas around sometimes. And, and from that, I think the relationship just went bad and thus... We got a trade of DeAndre Hopkins from from Houston for basically, like I said earlier, a ham sandwich. All be- all right. Well, first of all, I when I you mean, I'm on the record of saying Bill O'Brien's a boob, but now he just seems like a bit of a piece of shit. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You hear that and and you think you compared a guy to a serial killer. Let, let's yeah. not let, let's not take this lightly. Not he can serial killer, but yeah, like a. Uh, a mass murderer. <laughs> I'm just saying. A a, a as, multiple murderer for as, sure. As Not a mass murderer, he didn't as our official people. Aaron Hernandez correspondent, yeah. which I have been for a while. I know a lot about Aaron Hernandez. I've watched all the documentaries, listened to the podcast. The guy was a lunatic. So to compare him bringing in a couple baby mamas around to a sociopath. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. After hearing this, Bill O'Brien should not be coaching at any level. Yeah, like I, I, it's, it's it's offensive. Bill, now now you're you got you got to worry about like what other things has Bill O'Brien like? There's been a couple of other guys that like left in a huff from Bill O'Brien. Like, you know, was is he telling running backs like you know we got to sit down and talk about this? You know, you're wearing these gloves in the backfield. Just want to say, a running back, gloves, kind of got an OJ vibe. Yeah. There's an OJ thing going on here. Um, you date a white girl. Yeah. Just want to make sure you don't chop her head off. Yeah. And, and the, 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 you know, Aaron Foster's like, what did you say to me? Like, yeah. Bro, I'm a Rhodes Scholar. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, you've been a little stabby lately. Like, the, Bill, like, I mean, I'm. 
Well, yeah. uh, being the if you're the Aaron Hernandez correspondent for long, I am the Bill O'Brien. I am I am the engineer of the Bill O'Brien is a fucking idiot train. You're Bill O'Brien for a truther. long time. Well, and now it's all coming out. Well, did, I don't. It's know. too bad that Texas Boy Thirty Five and Andrew Boggs and all these guys have disappeared from the internet. Texas Boy Thirty Five. I think you know it's sad that they have disappeared from the internet because I'd love to. You know what else? how they feel about this. I don't know if you followed this. He's so, like, J.J. Watt, you're missing a lot of games. Great edge rusher. But are you, have you been smoking crack like Lawrence Taylor? Like, what's going on here? A lot of former players now have come out of the woodwork. So a lot of guys, after this was leaked, came out and have said similar things. How O'Brien was just a cancer. And the fact that they've kept him this long... Is or, as I said, hired him in the first place. I, I just, I, I, we got to go back to, like, we have to go back to just the beginning. Like, do I think we do a great show? Yeah, I do, Andy. If they made us the co-hosts of SportsCenter tomorrow, I'd be like, this is reckless. What are you guys doing? There's no proof that either of us could host SportsCenter. We've never really? Hosted, there's, there's no proof of it. We Neither of us have done live television. Neither of us work off of teleprompters on a regular basis. I don't know if Andy owns a suit. Like, what the hell is happening here? I own three. Like, we're not qualified to be the anchors of Sports Center tomorrow. Do we do a great show? Sure. Now, if they said, hey, we want you guys to host a freewheeling sports okay. podcast on ESPN, sure. But we're not hosting. Bill O'Brien won nine games at Penn State. Okay, okay serious question. What would be easier for you and I to host Sports Center or become coaches in the Houston Texans? Well, what would be easier to have happen? Bill O'Brien doesn't know what he's doing. He probably host us. He probably have us tomorrow. Where Where would we be more successful? Well, we'd be more successful on Sports Center. Okay, but we have a better chance of getting hired by Bill O'Brien because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So by the way, I'm not saying we couldn't, do, but there's no proof that we could. Speaking of Sports Center, in lieu of this whole coronavirus thing. ESPN 8, the Ocho, returning this Sunday. Maybe you guys could host that. See? That's a place. Bill O'Brien could host a, could, could coach an XFL team. He just has no business coaching an NFL team. So you want to hear something crazy, and I'm sure you saw this on Twitter. Maybe you didn't. To tie it in with Bill O'Brien. They are now taking on David Johnson's $11 million contract. That's what the Texans are taking on in that trade. Now that the Rams have cut Todd Gurley, they could have got Gurley at a fraction of the price. And kept DeAndre Hopkins. And kept DeAndre Hopkins. Right. I forget who tweeted that out. Somebody tweeted that out. Uh, I, I don't know the handle, but it's a great point because Gurley still has value. The, 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 the David Johnson thing is the, wild. The, the, the Bill O'Brien trading for David Johnson, when you look at the Gurley, so teams are smartening up, and this is what I said to you before the show. Good for the Rams for like teams are too proud to admit when they when they're wrong, and and they let it ruin them forever. Good on the Jags for getting rid of Foles and getting something in return, getting money, getting whatever, saving money. Good on the Rams for saying like, yeah. We gave a bunch of money to somebody. It didn't fucking work out. Let's cut our losses. Yeah. Throwing good money at bad money is never the answer. So good on the Rams for being mature enough to go, we fucked up. Let's go. I, I, before the show, I said to you, this is somebody breaking up with their 
their newlywed wife after the honeymoon and being like, well, if that's what life with you is like that two weeks, we were, we were in Hawaii. It was supposed to be great. You yeah. were a bitch the whole time. You're for that reason. I'm out better that than five years down the line when you have yeah. a couple kids, then you got to, I agree. The kids. So yeah, I agree. Could, well, but, but to go back to my point that David, when you look at that, was David Johnson going to get cut? Like if, if Bill O'Brien didn't trade for him and give the, the Cardinals DeAndre Hopkins, was David Johnson going to get cut? Well, there's a good chance because obviously they, they unbelievable. Kenyon Drake played great for them last year. Yeah. So so Bill O'Brien could forget Gurley. He could have had the guy he actually got for less. Yeah. Well, Bill O'Brien, the worst. He's the worst. But I want to bring up the running back situation, and I've said this, and I said this all last year. Obviously, Gurley was amazing, especially in 2017 and 2018. And he still has the most touchdowns of any player the last five years. Uh, this is not diminishing what Todd Gurley has done for the Rams. He had some great seasons. And he doesn't really give a shit whether it diminishes him because he got his money. Yeah. He's only 25. That, that's what's nuts. Todd Gurley's only 25 years old. But if you look at the market value now for these guys, the Todd Gurleys, Melvin Gordon, like the market, the market is telling you this, and I think we've moved to this point. Even Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry got the franchise tag, but he didn't get the deal. But this is what the exactly this is what the market is saying, and what GMs and owners are saying. The value in a running back is nowhere near where it's been, and it's continuing to go this way. The money is going to other players, and if I'm an owner. I just I don't give the big contracts. I mean, do Melvin Gordon? I don't know if you follow this. He really screwed himself. What the Chargers were offering him last year was about ten million a year, and he turned it down. And 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 now this isn't this is this not, isn't anything this, new. Le'Veon Bell. So I'm saying held out, didn't get it. You know, like the, the and and by the way, this was the way the the running back market was going forever, and then it and then. There was this blip on the radar where suddenly Gurley and Le'Veon and, all and these Zeke guys were getting the money. It just seems like they're the everybody's overcorrecting now because they're going, yeah, well, we paid Zeke, so we can't pay Dak. We paid this guy, so we can't pay this guy. And and look, my team is on the verge of having to make that decision. They're in in not that far down the road with arguably the most talented of all those guys in Saquon Barkley. If I'm a talent evaluator, I'm just not putting the value in. And you've seen this. You've seen this for years. Teams that make these late picks. I mean, Shanahan did that with the Broncos. How many years did they just keep having a thousand yard rusher from these guys that he just picked out of nowhere? I, I just, like and also you look at just the success of teams that again I always say it and 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 a couple of people have called me out on it and in, in saying explain yourself because why do you keep saying it it's a Super Bowl or bust league and I always say that because and I'll explain it again for I don't know new guys or people who haven't heard it before essentially far more so than in any other sport but essentially not like a hundred percent but we're talking about. There's not a lot of stadiums that are 80% full. There's not a lot of stadiums that are 90%. Like, 
the majority of NFL teams sell out. Almost, like a near sellout. The idea that you have to put a team on the field just to like make a money isn't a thing. NFL teams are making money. You could be the worst team in the league. You're making money. Well, just with the TV contracts alone. Exactly. But I'm saying it's yeah. di- it's different than being a baseball team and going, we're going to win 40 games this year and rebuild. You can't. You lose money. No one comes. They don't pay for parking. They don't buy seats. NFL teams, I mean, especially in a 16, soon to be 17 game season. I mean, if you call a Dolphins fan right now, they're going to be like, we can win this. We, we, we literally made $1,000 never paid by a fucking Dolphins fan who thought they were going to win 12 games. Never forget. Two, two years ago. Mac. You know what I mean? Every year, more so than the old phrase about baseball, hope springs eternal. Every football fan thinks that they're going to win the Super Bowl or thinks that they have a chance. We have Zach Bost telling us maybe Tyrod Taylor ain't, ain't that bad. It's like you're, I mean, checking to rehab. But like, by the way, is he currently the leading candidate for the Joe Shabelli Memorial Homer of the Year award? Yeah, like he's got to be. This is Tyrod Taylor. He's, he's, he's on the Tyrod Taylor train. That's a pretty bad take. Tyrod Taylor isn't even on a train. Ty- Tyrod Taylor is riding a Brio around. You know Ty- what I'm saying? Tyrod Taylor's taking a bird scooter. Yeah. So my point is this: the reason it's a Super Bowl, like financials, is not a part of it. The end game here is you're trying to win the Super Bowl. That's the thing. Every team's trying to win Super Bowl. Teams don't really even tank in the NFL. It's really not a thing that you can ask people to do. So, like, when we're talking about the like when we're talking about who's winning the championships, the Super Bowl last year was the 49ers and the Chiefs. Running back wise, the Chiefs lost their running back, and then like we're going like Basically, running back by committee. The Niners' leading running back down the stretch is a guy who was like third string when the year started, fourth string, whatever. Like, meanwhile, you've got Derrick Henry losing in the AFC Championship game. You've got uh, the Packers running back who, like, another guy who was like not supposed to be great. Yeah. Right? Like, who are the teams that are successful being built around? The go-to back. We go all the way back again, I say it, to Marshawn Lynch and the Seahawks. When's the last time we had, like, stud back, feed this guy the football and the championship? And again, that's a team that's got a top one defense and a running game. Well, you Terrell Davis. What, are you talking about the Broncos? Obviously, you still have John Elway. Right. No, yeah, but... Uh, uh, of course, TD was those teams. He was more important to those teams than Elway. My point is, that's how long ago is that? Twenty. That's twenty years ago. Late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, you. You had girl. You had the Rams in the Super Bowl two seasons ago. But Gurley wasn't fucking playing. Gurley got hurt. He got hurt during those playoffs. You got the Eagles. Who's their fucking running back? Blunt and. Uh, you know, you go back again. Like, it's a long time since we've had this the super stud running back. You know what NFL champion. running backs are? You know what NFL running backs are? They're they're. You know when you go to Ross Dress for Less, you can find some deals. You can really get the value. Do I know about Ross? Did you just ask me that? I know. Does I know. it ever been a more expensive thing? This guy lives at Ross. I know. 
Well, we sell single shoes. Oh man, he's going into a bit. If you go to Ross Dress for Less, and for people who don't have Ross, TJ Max. TJ Max. <laughs> yeah. TJ Max. That, that's what the NFL running back situation is. You can find some gems. I got this great ottoman here, which I've had for, I don't know, yeah. three, four years. I got this thing for like $30. Yeah. That's how you need to treat the NFL running back situation. To throw money at these guys, and you talk about Saquon Barkley. and you Saquon be- Barkley is a pair of Stan, crisp Stan Smiths. But you go and you get some K-Swiss. And you get yourself a green magic marker. You just made yourself some fucking Stan Smith to anybody that doesn't look too close. I'm just saying, for you, I would not want to pay him as great as he is. And and look, the market's got to be the the market is adjusting himself, and maybe he knows that. Like, look, I don't want to pay anybody, but also, do like when you look at Saquon, like there have been exceptions to the rule. Adrian Peterson. Fucking shredded his knee, came back, ran for two thousand yards. Is still a comp. He's a, yeah, he's still a fucking he's, running back. Saquon Barkley's quarantine program right now is you know putting two Volvos on the side of a fucking barbell. Uh, yeah, and I've squat. seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Saquon Barkley looks like he could be a guy, but also Saquon Barkley was injured last year. Yeah. So. I'm a huge. I'm on the Saquon Barkley. I want Saquon Barkley to be a giant for the next ten years, but again, at what cost? Yeah. Well, I think we've done a nice dive into the NFL free agency slash trades. Is there any ones? I mean, we see. Look, we were looking at my board. We did Brady to the Bucks. We did Rivers to the Chargers. We did Bridgewater to the Panthers. I mean, the only thing we haven't covered up there is the Eagles get get a great DB. I mean. And Darius we, didn't really, we didn't go in depth on Bridgewater or the Panthers. Do you think the Panthers are better with Bridgewater? Yes. Than they were with Kyle Allen last year? Yes. And and I mean, I think that's a I think it's a great upgrade from Cam. I think Cam was done. I, I still I, think the Panthers only win six or seven games. Okay. So you see you see you're going Bucks, Saints. I like I know like that's the thing about the Brady and the Bucks situation is like I think that's a strong division. Like I think Bridgewater could win a couple games. Especially yeah. In, like I don't see a thirteen win team coming out of that division. Yeah, I don't either. I, I'm not out on the Falcons. I'm not out. I'm not out either. Uh, so then we keep going. Fools to the Bears. We both like it. Chargers stick with Tyrod. Everybody in the world hates it except for Zach. Uh, Jameis. <laughs> You don't have to recap every. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's there. I mean, I'm just saying, what did we not cover? Stefan Diggs to the Bills. You like it? I don't know. Whatever. Darius Slay and the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. Okay. Well, good. I, I like it. It's a good move. Yeah. He's the Namde Asamoah of this year's Eagles. No, team. no. That's just not true. Well, let's find Stat- out. Okay. Well, statistically speaking, he's been one of the best. Like, he can call. He, he, he's actually one of the few guys who can follow your number one. The first time he gets burned in week one. Brano, I don't think you realize. I have been watching nothing but NFL Network. I, here's here's all I'm telling you. The first time he gets burned and somebody calls him the N-word and tells him that they're going to rape his children, uh, I could see confidence getting shaken. When's the last time the Eagles had a fucking lockdown cornerback? It's, t- it's a tough place to play, man. Your, your, your family's lives are on the line every time you go out in fucking coverage. If there is a football season. Good, 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 nice trade for the Eagles. Hope it works out. It's a good trade. Good job. But I'm excited. What'd they give up for him, by the way? I think it was like a fourth rounder or something. 
Like, like it wasn't even much. These guys are like pennies on the dollar. It's crazy during it during I, NFL season. The one thing is, I was watching the NFL Network, and I just couldn't believe they. So they did, they did a couple things, two things that were bl- that blew me away, and it was all based around the Brady trade. And then we can move on from the NFL, but it was two things based around the Brady trade. One, they ranked the best teams in the NFC, and like sort of across the board, it was. A top three of Eagles, Niners, obviously. Niners, Eagles, Bucks. I was like, everybody's drunk. Eagles gave a third and fifth round pick for Darius Slay. Yeah, that's crazy. Big play Slay. It's crazy. And then the other thing was ranking the NFC South quarterbacks. Everybody had Brady. Like, do we think 43-year-old Brady is better than Drew Brees right now? Like, by the way, I think both, like, I'm also like kind of like man. I mean, that, Breeze is what forty. Like they're basically yeah, the same. But age. Th- that was the other thing. I was like kind of like the discussion seemed to be Breeze or Brady. I'm like Matt Ryan's like Matt Ryan's thrown for the most yards of anybody through twelve years in the history of the NFL. Playoffs, bro. It's all about the playoffs. Yeah, but but then so then what? Does, then it is Brady over Breeze. Yeah, you talking playoffs? Yeah, We're, but th- but again, this goes to my point is like. I'm just I'm I'm at this point it's crazy to say I'm doing this but like I'm rooting for the Patriots because I'm I'm a truther like Fitzpatrick to the Super Bowl and just take Tom Brady's legacy and light it on fire. I mean, Joe, that's just not going to happen. You you like the, you're that's delusional. Okay, so how about this? If the Patriots win more games than this year's Bucks, that's got to light Brady's legacy on fire. If the, if the Patriots go eleven and five, and the Bucks go ten and six, it doesn't help. It certainly doesn't help. So it's like, is Chris Godwin going to change his number, or are we going to have like a LeBron to Miami type situation for Tom Brady? Is Tom Brady changing his number here? I mean, well, I get, I, yeah. Well, first of all, Brady was ten in college. Okay, so Brady's ten at Michigan. So does he go? Does he go like? A LeBron situation like LeBron didn't LeBron changed his number because Miami had retired 23 for Jordan. So which was the weird dumbest shit ever. Um, They should have retired fucking I don't know Jimmy Buffett's number. But uh, like the idea that Miami ever retired. Anyway he went six which was his USA basketball number. Um. So and also was paying homage to the Illuminati, I think. Right, and two times three, and blah 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 blah. blah. I think Brady is going to make Chris Godwin change his number because this move for Tom Brady—it's all about the brand. You're going, you know, his brand is oh, yeah. TB12. Yeah, you know, he's going to Tampa Bay. Their, their abbreviation. I don't think is he TB. makes Godwin right, but he offers it. But and also, if you're Tom Brady, like, what's the number? Like, you can pay it. Right. And but but this is like locker room. 101 like what is how much does godwin push it like when eli came to the giants he took 10 from jeff feagles i think he gave feagles like a trip to florida or something like that also he's a wide receiver why are you wearing 12 well that's the thing now no wide receivers wear 80 anymore yeah which they should if i'm a wide receiver coming to the nfl today, i go with an 80s number 12 quarterback's number Get, bring it back 13 is like the go-to receiver number these days james washington only one I got. Thomas Beckham. There you go. This is what we're doing now. We're, we're discussing numbers. 
well, that was a whole big story last year about how like no receivers were 80s anymore. And it's like, dude, Jerry Rice was 80. How do you not? How do you not come into the league wanting to wear an 80s? Hunter Renfro. Not to mention, let's pay homage to the greatest generation of all time: people born in the 80s. Your boy, millennials. Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah, 13th the go-to receiver number. Uh, Mike Evans. I would love to listen to the dirt balls. We had some great dirt ball calls. Hold on, we got to go back to NFL. One thing: Sean Payton has coronavirus. We didn't even touch it. I mean, is that news? <laughs> you don't want to touch that. Is that, that. news? I, I just want to see how he blames this on the refs. Well, look, Sean, how, how does this become? How does this become an NFL referee thing? Sean Payton having the coronavirus again. It's it's. I mean, we're not even talking like half the Brooklyn Nets have it. Yeah, Durant has it. Everybody has it. Yeah. Reports are saying that in an eight-week span, fifty-six percent of the state of California will have coronavirus. Wait, what? The hot take. It's, a, it's the governor's said it, California is expected 56% for over an eight week period. Starting when? Uh, this was two hours ago on Twitter. Uh, over an eight week period. Starting now, next eight weeks. 56%? It's over half. <laughs> Man. Means one of us. There was actually a question. Two of us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a question in the, in the YouTube comments. Um, Who's going to get it first between us three? Oh, that's the other question. It's, it's easily Nick. Are we doing this, by the way? Oh, it's me? Are we doing this? The one who's staying inside playing yeah. Xbox it's all day? Be, it's one of you. I mean, one of you two. Get, but, like, we're all way too close to each other. If one of us gets it, we're all getting it. Are we doing the Corona pool? I don't know. But before we do that. Let's do it. Before Let's, we do yeah, that. Do, do what you're going to do. If if any of us get the coronavirus, we, we are very lucky. We got a brand new state-of-the-art mini fridge from our friends is this i don't even think it's fair to call this a mini fridge miller light is doing god's work this for isn't us. a mini fridge this is a medium fridge it's, it's an amazing honestly, fridge honestly we should call regular fridges big fridges because this this is a fridge yeah if if if, if it was 1965 and this was in your kitchen you're like dog we're rich yeah you're this right is the best thing of all time it's, it's amazing. are you just gonna leave it here next to my seat i love that you just did this to me by the way i'm just like blocked by a medium-sized refrigerator i gotta take care of you man Got to get the Miller Lite right next to you. Guys, I put out the video on uh, Twitter. You should watch it. It's an amazingly branded Miller Lite fridge they sent to us. Joe, Miller knows what's up. There, there's a coronavirus. They're basically taking care of us. They're saying, hey, guys, we got to keep those, those cold Miller Lights in the fridge. And also, they know that we're going to be spending a lot more time together because we're all going to get the coronavirus. These swell bottles. Yeah. These things keep your hot drinks hot and your cold drinks cold. We need to load this thing up. I noticed it hasn't been plugged in yet, but I'm going to need you to plug it in. Okay. And I'm going to need you to load it with Miller Lite. Okay. And I'm also going to need you to put it someplace in view of the camera. And if not, taking it to my place. Okay. Because this thing needs to be featured. That's right. Miller Lite is the greatest company in the history of all companies, not just beer companies, not just alcohol brands. I mean, Fortune won. Yeah. Miller Lite one of one Guys look You're spending a lot of time With your loved ones With your family With your friends Crack open A nice cold Miller Lite Get yourself a nice Medium sized fridge like this Miller time The original social media When you're hanging out Share those Miller Lights 
Share it with people that you care about in this time in need. When there's a great tasting 96 calorie Miller Lite, friends should always come before followers. And this could not mean more now. Get off the internet because it's 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 trouble out there. It'll lead you down paths it's full of propaganda that you don't want to go down. So drink some Miller Lite. Here's to the original light beer. Here's to the original social media. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Andy, you know I have a Miller Lite strategy these days. I have a, I have a whole... Miller Lite is actually directing a strong portion of my light, life right now. Every day, I get myself a six-pack of Miller Lite. Fact. Because, as Nick said, we're all on a snow day right now. Yeah. We're, it's snow day. So you can, you can, you can get a six-pack every morning and feel okay about it. I get a six-pack every day. And here is my rule in these dangerous times. If you're not the kind of person that I will give one beer out of my six-pack of Miller Lite, I'm not seeing you. Oh, that's, really? That's the rule. If you're not worthy of one of those six Miller Lights, I'm not seeing you. Yeah. Not until all this stuff is solved. Interesting. It's, it's, it's what I call the Miller Lite six-pack conundrum. <laughs> are you in or are you out? Most people, you're out. The original social media. My six-pack of Miller Lite. That's right. You want to listen to some dirtball calls? Mm-hmm. We got We got a lot of good calls. Let's do it. All righty. Let's get these fired up. What's up, fellas? This is Landon, uh, Nashville, Music City Dirtball here. Um, uh, given the recent events and the times we live in, I feel like you guys need some content uh, on the show from, from the Dirtball call. So uh, I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit. Um, I actually just, for the first time in my life, while in quarantine, listened to 36 Chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan and Center of Attention by Pete Rock, and uh, boy, it changed my life. It's incredible. Um, I know a lot of your listeners in the show are younger, so uh, I was wondering if you guys could give us maybe a, you know three, four, five different albums that uh, maybe are a little bit more of a deep cut from the 90s, early 2000s, or, or whatever you really think fits the bill there. Uh, Must-listen things that... Um, you think maybe slipped through the cracks, or not a lot of your listeners have uh, have actually partaken in, in sitting down and listening through. Um, thanks. Uh, condoms are for people hoarding toilet paper, forcing me to uh, take a shower every single time after I take a shit. Thanks, fellas. Well, Andy, uh, I hate to plug away again, but this is basically the uh, this is basically the Joe Prano podcast that I put out last week is just a bunch of things that I've been listening to and watching and uh, consuming since the quarantine happened to myself because of the knee injury. And then I was like, wow, I should release this as a podcast to everybody now that everybody essentially has uh, a bedridden knee injury. So I will start with a couple of the things that I did mention on that is as far as throwback albums and, um, also one that's uh, one artist that's relatively new. But first of all, he said he just listened to 36 Chambers. Um, give me your parents' phone number. I'd like to talk to them about where they went wrong. How do you how are you listening to 36 Chambers for the first time in 2020? I don't know. But uh, as I said on my podcast, uh, Radiohead's The Benz just celebrated its 25th anniversary. Um, 
the Benz were sort of, I I, I want to say the unofficial birth of uh, Radiohead. They had an album before Pablo Honey that their probably most famous song still to this day, Creep, was on. But the Benz is where they really hit their stride. They started getting a little bit more creative with all kinds of um, music uh, stylings after that. Got a little bit more electronic, got a little bit crazy. But like the Benz was Radiohead, Radiohead at their most like alt rocky. And it just celebrated its 25th anniversary. So what better time to listen to it? Also, as I said on my podcast and on Twitter, easily the number one album played on uh, the Joe Show on 91.3 WLVR, Lehigh Valley Radio, from 1997 to 2001. So give the Benz a listen simply because uh, of the 25th anniversary. Um, Time Out of Mind by Bob Dylan, 1997. A lot of people call it his comeback album. Uh, I just watched this movie, Life Itself, which I thought was really good. And uh, they talk about Time Out of Mind a lot. Fantastic Bob Dylan album that I think a lot of people probably have listened to the classic Bob Dylan stuff, you know, all of his great younger work. Time Out of Mind actually beat Radiohead's OK Computer for album of the year that year. So uh, Time Out of Mind. Um, I am also going to throw out there uh, Warren Zevon which I, again, mentioned on my other podcast, a guy I keep coming back to as incredible. Just get yourself deep into some Warren Zevon. You're, if, if you listen to Warren Zevon and you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. And then the final uh, one I had is uh, a, a show I just went and saw downtown, The Wood Brothers. Underappreciated blues, rock, country-ish band. Check out some Wood Brothers. I mean, I could do this all day. We could do 20 more, but those are the ones that I've already mentioned as as unappreciated in the last couple of weeks. I think if you're going to be under quarantine and you want to listen to some stuff, you have to listen to Nick DeLosandro's workout playlist. <laughs> I mean, this thing is so good, isn't it, Nick? It's just on loop. Mm, uh, yeah, I also have another playlist uh, on my Spotify just called Drink Coffee and Listen to This. And it's just like a, 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 a it's like a playlist of just albums where you can go pedal to the metal while you're driving drink coffee and listen to this drink coffee and listen to this. it's what I, it was what i used to wake up to in the morning when i uh um worked at a golf course and i'd wake up at 5 a.m and do some groundskeeping now you guys are you guys are big coffee people yeah could you guys go without coffee could i go without co- i could certainly go without coffee now like i went at, i went without coffee yesterday i got up <laughs> I got up at like noon yesterday, and I think I was napping at one thirty. See, you know what? Th- that's part of my issue right now, dude. I'm falling into that too. Well, because that yesterday you were hanging out with us on what was that? What night was that that we were all hanging out? Monday night. Monday night, and it was late. So yesterday was what day? Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we I think I went to bed at three forty-five on Monday night. Yeah, we were up late. So then you get into this thing, but there's no reason to break out of that habit right now. But but that's my problem. Like, I, I've been waking up at 10. That's just not me. Like, that's late. Yeah, but, dude, everything, like, it's the purge, bro. All the rules are off. Speaking of the purge, I'm going to give one more deep, like, this isn't an album because, the al- actually, the album's pretty good overall. But there's one. So do you remember Judgment Night? Remember the movie Judgment Night? I didn't this see is it. A, this is a... Like, not that many people have seen it. But there was a movie that came out called Judgment Night. Emilio Estevez, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., 
I think I believe Jeremy Piven's in it. Derek Dennis Leary. Um, and on the soundtrack, remember back in the day when you made soundtracks just to like, like they're like, we're gonna kill the soundtrack. Yeah. The Judgment Night soundtrack is rock bands with rap groups doing what like was ahead of its time in the like crossover the you know like the jay-z and uh lincoln park thing yeah the mashup it was like the original mashup album and there's a couple like even pearl jams even got now uh, a song on the album uh but one of the greatest songs of all time teenage fan club a british rock band and de la soul uh do a song called fallen which has a free fallen uh sample in it one of the greatest songs of all time i rediscovered it recently and was like wow i listened to it probably 200 times in the last month check out that check out fallen and the whole judgment night soundtrack ice t's on there yeah sir mix a lot there's like a bio has there's a uh you know a dinosaur jr and Dell the funky homo sapien track a cypress hill and pearl jam track run dmc and live in color yeah all right you guys want to get to another call sure this one I'm going to take the lead on because it's all about my old team. What's going on, boys? Kyle Aronofsky calling back from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. And just like everyone else, I'm uh, really you know missing sports right now. And last night I was uh, just on YouTube looking up old highlights and, and kind of reminiscing on when the Jets were good, the Devils, the Mets, etc. And um, I've Stumbled upon the Jets Bengals 2009 AFC Wild Card game, and this is the one where Shane Graham missed three field goals. But and that he's generally blamed for that loss because they lost by nine. But two of those, the game was kind of already out of hand. But fucking Marvin Lewis, I honestly just did not realize at the time how terrible he was. He used both challenges in the first quarter. One of them was on a fumble. He, he tried saying it was an incomplete pass. And it, it took a commercial break, and then he, he had the whole break, and everyone in the stadium, they all knew that it was a fumble. They were showing it, and he still used his, his challenge. And it wasn't even, like, that important play of the game, you know? And uh, really the point of my call is, are the Bengals almost underrated in how much of a failing organization they are? Because you hear about the Jets, the Browns, you, you know, those teams get more of the press on being terrible. And maybe that's just me being in the New York media market, but I feel like it's almost not talked about enough on how fucking terrible the Bengals have been and how many, you know, crazy uh, blown chances they've had in the playoffs. And you look at those rosters, and they were absolutely stacked, probably some of the most talented teams in the league, and they never even got out of the wild card round. So uh, that's it. Um, hopefully, you know, everyone's calling in with some more kind of random, uh, random shit to get us through this. But for new listeners. This is not even going to be a problem. Podcast is probably going to be better than ever just with these guys riffing. So that's it. Condoms are for uh, coronavirus, obviously. It goes without saying. Yes, to answer your question. Underrated. I, I think I think the Cincinnati Bengals, like I get, I get angry. I, I can't even do this on Twitter. At least here I can go into detail. The Cincinnati Bengals are one of the worst-run organizations of all sports, and I've argued, obviously you have James Dolan, I've argued that Cincinnati Bengals owner Mike Brown could arguably be the worst owner. You know, i got to say, the Bengals remind me a lot of how the Mets are. 
The Bengals and the Mets, bad ownership, synonymous with failure, but also, like, compete from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reason that the Bengals go underrated is because you have teams like the Lions. Like, the Lions are just a cesspool of bad organizations, and they just, like, never compete. Well— that's the, and that's what's crazy. That's why I wanted to pull this up. Like the Lions have never had a good coach. The Lions have never like the the, the, the those guys like you got Megatron and Sanders retiring. But what's crazy? Okay, so from 2009 to 2015, the Bengals made the playoffs six out of seven years. Like that, a lot of NFL teams can't say that, right? Right. Make the playoffs six out of seven years, but they didn't win a single game. Right. So so this is where it, it's almost like an enigma. Marvin Lewis, and he and Kyle was talking about Marvin Lewis, is the only coach in NFL history to lose all seven of his playoff games. Yeah. I mean, it's unheard of. No one's even close. I want to say maybe Mora or there's somebody else who maybe has gone 0-4, 0-5. He never won a playoff game. The Bengals have not won a playoff game since 1991. And you're right, and that's where it's kind of confusing. But, like, even the Bengals have played in multiple Super Bowls. Played in two in the eighties. Yeah, um, like it, I, my point is that uh, like uh, when you look across the entirety of the bank, they don't have a Super Bowl. They don't have a Super but Bowl, but they've been comp- they 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 have spurts of like serious competitiveness. So, so, so they're making multiple Super Bowls in a couple years. They're making the playoffs every year for however many years. It's very similar to the Mets in that obviously the Mets have. A couple, a couple of World, World Series. Series and and are an older a bit of an older franchise and have made more World Series. You know, like they they've competed even more so. But like baseball is a whole different thing. Um, so the Bengals' playoff record, yeah, as an organization, is five and fourteen. They're one and eight in the wild card. They're two and four in the division round. Yet they're two and zero oh in the conference championship. Right. So it is weird. By the way, the first Super Bowl that, and I want to rewatch this. The first Super Bowl that the Bengals won, that they, I'm sorry, that they lost to Montana, that Montana won. The Bengals were the favorites. They lost 26 to 21. Included an awful Chris Collinsworth fumble, and the Bengals had first and goal from the one and couldn't get it in. Do you see what I'm saying? They lost by five points yeah. in a game that they should have won. They were the favorites. So, so the thing about the Bengals is, if you look at their playoff history, that's why they, that's why they call them Lady Fingers Collinsworth back in the day. <laughs> if you look at their history, but he's right. Think about the most recent history for the Bengals. That wild Pittsburgh Steelers game. Yeah, that they had the game. They had it won. They lose. He's talking about this 2009 game at home, first round. Graham misses three field goals. They lose. Like. They've had these games, 2014, the Chargers game that I go to. Yeah, They're up 10 to 3 at half. It's like 30 degrees and raining. Southern California team. Nah, and it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> By the way, that, that, that last Bengals team that lost to the Steelers, I looked it up. Dude, you forget. This was the Bengals offense. And I know Dalton had just gotten hurt. Yeah. This was the Bengals offense. You had A.J. Green, yep. pro bowler. Yeah. You had Mohamed Sanu. You had Marvin Jones, pro bowler. Tyler Eifert had th- 13 touchdowns that year. You had Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill. Like, that was their offense. Yeah. And their defense wasn't 
not really good. You know what I mean? Do you think that's really good really too? Good. Yeah. So do you agree that they are? No, I think that they're up there. I think I think it it's it's this other it's this other kind of you're saying like they've achieved it's this some other success. kind of failure where it's like they they have this failure where they have the talent and and very similarly to the Mets they win in spite of terrible management yes but but you imagine like everything has to go right to win a Super Bowl to win a World Series like I always think about the Mets the New York Mets made the World Series against the New York Yankees one team gives all of the money to everybody and always has the best players. The other team is the New York fucking Mets. Yeah. And we're starting Benny Agbayani and Timo Perez and Todd Zeal, and we're making it to the fucking World Series. And you're like, what are we even doing here? But yet you know you're going to lose. Sure. And uh, so it's this other realm where, like, you almost would rather be fucking terrible. You're right. I'm glad you brought up Detroit because it is. You're right. Like Detroit, Detroit, the would, Browns. They like, would say, "Well, at least you made it to six playoffs out of seven yeah. years." Yeah, we're not even sniffing the playoffs. Right. Meanwhile, like, like again, and this was, you know, I got into an argument with somebody about quarterbacks the other day. Uh, I was talking about Kirk Kirk Cousins, and somebody's like, "You fucking hate Kirk Cousins." I'm like, "What has Kirk Cousins done?" And I was like, he's got one playoff win. So one playoff win in eight years. And he goes, well, you love Stafford, and he's got zero. I go, we're not even, like, if, if when you're bringing up the Lions, you're, like, it's ridiculous to judge somebody who plays for the Lions. The Lions are horrific. Are we now also shitting on Barry Sanders and Megatron's career? Like, we're talking about a wasteland of a franchise. They go over. They hire fucking Matt Patricia. Like, it is a dumpster fire. Like, Matt Stafford still being alive is a testament to how good he is. Uh, so, like, yeah, to me, you're you're in that middle level if you're a Bengals fan where you just have to, like, it's almost worse. It's almost worse than just being terrible. I think, I, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, emotionally? Yeah. I mean, our friend Justin Wood... Look I mean, we, look at him. Look how much he drinks. Yeah. That poor guy. <laughs> guy's like, that guy's going to end up like fucking Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker, like muttering down the hall of an asylum talking about fucking Joe Burrow five years from now. <laughs> um, by the way, since we had uh, Kyle on the phone, we're in an interesting predicament, Kyle and I, um, and I want to throw this out there to the dirt balls. Maybe this, is, maybe this can be something that is put on the Reddit page as a potential uh, area for suggestions. But Kyle and I have a Ryan Fitzpatrick bet. The Jets won't win 10 games in 10 years. We, I also need Kyle or somebody to go back and get the exact terms of the bet and, and how many years. I think we're three full years in now, but I said 10 years the Jets won't win 10 games. What that a Jets starting quarterback won't win ten games, yeah. which is what Ryan Fitzpatrick did. Now they're going to seventeen games. So now, do we make the adjustment? They have to win eleven games. That doesn't seem fair. Do we make the adjustment that uh, there's a couple less seasons? Do we make the adjustment that you know, like, I, I, we need to settle on something before football starts? Are we adjusting this bet because the bet is? He has to get a Ryan Fitzpatrick tattoo, and he has to drink like a 64-ounce cold brew. Or if he wins, 
We fly him out here and he gets to be a guest on the show. Bro, at this rate, there, there's going to be no sports, man. I mean, Nick's giving me news that 58% of us are going to get this. 56. 56. Sports are done. There's hope. All right. Well, anyway. What, I, what if I became the starting quarterback for the Jets? Everybody died and it was Andy Ruther. Old small hands Ruther. <laughs> Old they're small like hands on the center over there. Joe, Joe Burrow's, uh, <laughs> they're questioning Joe Burrow's nine-inch hands. They're like, Andy Ruther measured in at four and a half. <laughs> Unbelievable. You're going to like this next call. I think it's a good one. What's up, fellas? This is Jew. So, uh, obviously, you guys are going to need some stuff to talk <laughs> what about. What is your name? It's Jew. So, I know you guys uh, did a list of, like, your favorite comedies and stuff. Um, so, I was wondering if you guys have some guilty pleasure movies. So, I actually just watched The Nutty Professor. Uh, not the original, the one with uh, Eddie Murphy. Fucking hilarious. So, I'm a big IMDb guy. Before I watch a movie that I've never seen before, I mostly check that to see the rating. Anything lower than about a 7.5. I don't indulge. So I just happened to look it up to see what it was. Oh. And it's only rated like a five. So I do notice a lot of older movies, people, you know, probably millennials and shit, look at this and they're like, oh, this movie fucking sucks. But I thought it was fucking hilarious. So what movie do you guys, maybe one of your favorite movies in which maybe the math did not um, take too, too well or just is really bad reviews? All right, thanks, guys. Later. You want to hear the ultimate Ruther family one? Yeah. It's turned into a tradition with my brother's. So my brother Brad, I mean, he just has, like, at this point, like, uh, him and my little brother Mark, I'll put them both on blast, have some really bad taste, but, like, they'll just watch shit. But more of Brad will just watch shit just because there's nothing to do in the Midwest, right? So he's so he had this movie that he showed one time, me and Greg, and it's turned into a Ruther family tradition. We don't understand this movie. It's great to, like, get drunk or stoned to and just laugh. It's not meant to be a comedy. It came out in 2007. It's called Shoot 'Em Up. Have you seen this? No. It's starring... Isn't that, is, that, is that like based on a video game or something? It's starring Clive Owen and Paul Giamatti. This okay. Is, this wow. Is the, this is the premise. It has 6.7 stars in IMDb. This is the premise. By the way, Brad literally was like, this is a good movie. After I've maybe seen this movie 10 times. We got Brad the Shoot 'Em Up poster as a joke for Christmas. This is the premise, guys. A man named Mr. Smith delivers a woman's baby during a shootout and is then called upon to protect the newborn from the army of gunmen. A, a blinking guy. You could wa- I want you to watch this movie. It's only no, but are you saying do you enjoy this movie? Cuz it's so bad. Right. Like we don't under it's only an hour and 26 minutes. It's so bad, and we still, to this day, it's one of those movies where you keep watching. You know, it's considered like an action thriller where you're like, were they serious? It's kind of like Sharknado? No, 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 no. Sharknado knows what it's doing. Yeah, Sharknado knows it's bad. Again, it's called Shoot 'em Up. But it, it, it's enjoyable to you in the sense that you're laughing at how bad it is, similar to how people will laugh at Sharknado but, 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 but Sharknado's tongue in cheek yeah, he's right. saying this isn't supposed to be bad but he enjoys that it is bad yeah and again because okay. it has legit actors I honestly have never heard of that movie yeah Clive Owen Paul Giamatti like it has good actors Yeah, both of those guys are great actors and the fact that nobody really knows about this I mean 
the look on your face when I gave you the premise. Yeah. He's well, delivering a baby. Well, also, because that's probably not that far removed from Children of Men, which is a fantastic fucking movie. But he's also, like, protecting a mother of a, you know, pregnant mother in that. Obviously not in, at all in the same realm, but it's like you would have think that of all people, Clive Owen would have been able to avoid it. Exactly, right? Yeah. And this is Paul Giamatti just a couple years after the Oscar. Right. Sideways. It's like, dude, why are you taking on this role? I mean, dude, there's some scenes in this where you... you, you like, it's, it's one of those movies that we have sat there in my brother's basement and rewound certain scenes time and time and saying, what is happening here? Stanga wants to know, is Shoot 'em Up the movie where he kills a guy with a carrot in the beginning? Yes. Okay. What? <laughs> Yes, you've seen it, Stango. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Thank you. I mean, Brandon, this is what we're talking about. It's not meant to be a comedy. What What are yours? I, I mean, I'm trying to think because, like, I don't, like, off the top of my head, I don't know, like, I don't know movies that I think are, like, not well. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like I feel like the movies that I enjoy the most that a lot of people maybe don't think are that good or like, or, you know, obviously I'm a Tom Cruise slipper, but like, I, I don't think a lot of people like a days of like, I don't, I'm sure days of thunder are like far and away. Don't probably have the best IMDB scores, but like I'll watch it all day. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think of something that's like that. I'm embarrassed to say I'm a fan of bring it on uh, out cold. But like I, th- I don't think that's like a guilty pleasure as much as like people don't know about it as much. Like I think Al Cole's a pretty fucking great movie. I'll, I'll tell you what I think is a good movie, and Nick was getting all antsy when I when I when you scrolling through it. I wasn't gonna watch it. Magic Mike, I think, is a good movie. The first one. I haven't seen it actually. I think it's a legit good movie. I'm cool. not watching Magic Mike with you in, <laughs> in your apartment. Uh, Crossroads, Britney, the Britney Spears vehicle. It's pretty good. Was it? I, I like I like the Crossroads. I'm not gonna lie, but like peak uh, peak Britney Spears back in the day. But then but then like 80s stuff. Like there's there's some 80s shit that's like like I don't know that I like it. I, I have no idea. Like what do you think the what do you think the IMDb score of like License to Drive is? You know what I mean? Bill and Ted's uh, the Bill and Ted's series. Um. The IMDb, like the IMDb can't, can't buy me love. License to drive is six point three. So that's pretty. That's pretty not strong. Hold on, back to the Magic Mike thing. Why would you be uncomfortable watching Magic Mike with me? The sexual connotations. Well, it's the fact that dick. you've already seen it. I'm not saying I want to watch it. I'm just trying to understand. No, you, you, you tried to watch it. You're, you're like, I want to show you Magic Mike, and like you're, you're just like throwing Magic Mike down my throat. No, Ooh, that doesn't even sound good. Can you, we call this episode "Throwing Magic Mike Down My Throat"? You're exaggerating, Nick. I'm good on Magic Mike. Come on, I have more movies that I need to see before I see Magic Mike. We did get through all three Back to the Futures. Okay, now so what's the review on three? Can I rank them? You guys want me to rank them? All right, coming in. As my third favorite Back to the Future. I mean, I feel like it's going to be two, three, one, because you were pretty, you were pretty much shitting pretty hard on two. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, so it goes for for me. Number and one. Is honestly, number one. we we you, we'd force it to move back to Michigan if you went two, th- like two, one, three. I liked three. I thought it was good. 
I, I stand by after rewatching it. I like three better than two. Now it jumps the shark at the very end. We laughed. Crazy. What the train going eighty miles an hour? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, guys, what are we talking yeah, about? Like, and then, and then the fucking like the he does the Clint Eastwood tint. Bulletproof vest situation. The train Three turns into the to the time machine at the end, which yeah. is a ridiculous. I mean, part. it's yeah. it's pretty ridiculous, but I don't know, man. I, like there are some movies that I really, really like that I feel like don't get enough love. But I just, but like I'm more of the opinion that like I'm right, you're wrong. Like I don't, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head of like a guilty pleasure. I'm gonna have to investigate this more because I'm sure I have. Guilty pleasures. You watch The Bachelor. That's your guilty pleasure. That's not even. If you listen to the last Joe Prano podcast, I'm out on The Bachelor. The Bachelor's done. I'm not doing it anymore. You're done. I'm done. I did two of them. It was fun to watch with my girlfriend because I like. I just shit on it, and she enjoyed my commentary. But what I've learned is that the people on it are terrible people. Now, since we brought it up, though, your love is blinded. Your love is blind. You are love is blinding. You are in the. You were watching Love Is Blind, correct? Uh, I watched some Sunday. How many? How many did you watch? I think maybe a couple, but I wasn't watching too closely. Okay, you're not engaged by that. You're not like now. I need to know what happens. No. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. TV shows. I probably have more. I probably have more guilty pleasure TV shows than than movies. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna take this seriously though. I'm gonna get back to you guys. I'll, I'll maybe I'll tweet it from the dirty sports my guilty pleasures because I don't have any of the ch- go remember go yeah goes a pretty I'd say I think like I'm like goes a pretty good movie but like I don't know where I bet you it's not that highly reviewed I'll tell you what this movie that I just mentioned before life itself I watched it last night I thought it was great I cried a couple times I was like this is a good movie you didn't cry I did you, if you watch it you cry too a lot of I mean parents are dying and stuff like that so we'll leave it at that but like um I looked at it was panned by critics. I was like, eh. I mean, I didn't think it would deserve an Oscar or anything, but I was like, that was a pretty good movie. And it was hammered by critics. But I think critics are fucking wrong a lot of times, too. You want to end the show on a great moment in dirty sports history? Sure. Courtesy of Canadian Dirtball. All right, here we are. Hey, guys. Ryan Clack calling in from Saskatchewan with an all-time classic dirty sports moment. Enjoy. They all have massive bushes. Oh, no. <laughs> Freaky on it. <laughs> oh, Japanese bush. Oh, no. Oh, no. Such pretty little girls. <laughs> so hot and hairless everywhere else. Massive Oh my god, Frigioni talking about Japanese bush. It's amazing. I mean That's classic. Classic. That's uh Spanish uh Spanish Ghost Johnson. Yeah. Talking about the Japanese guy, bush. The guy yeah. He did the Prigioni call, and then talking about I don't know I don't know how that happened, but well three one zero three five nine eight three six five is the hotline. Prigi- call us. Prigioni made the Knicks all time decade team. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Good. He deserves it.
Love, I love putting it on. I, I bet you, I bet you, Ryan's safe up there in Saskatchewan. Yeah, it's, but Canada's got it. Yeah, Canada's got the got the Rona. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, the Rona. Yeah, rice Rona. Um, Andy, speaking of the Rona, I still think a Rona pool is a good idea. We. I don't know where, like, I don't know if we do this on Twitter. Do we do this on Twitter with a tweet? You reply to the tweet. Is this a Reddit thing? But we take it. We take five dollars. Five dollars to enter. You can only enter once. Five dollars. You pick a celeb. You think is going to get Corona. Every celebrity can only get picked once. We're going to take a ten. We're going to take a ten percent cut out of this. So fifty cents of your five dollars. Goes to the, the the dirty sports fund. We'll keep track of it. Whoever's celeb gets Corona first gets the ninety percent pot. No fucking weird shit where you pick random. You where you pick Idris Elba and then he gets it six hours later and you somehow knew something we didn't know. Like as long as everything is on the level, I've got a night. I, I I was I was running through some idea. I'm like, am I going Charlie Sheen? Like, how does Charlie Sheen not have coronavirus already? He's you HIV. Know? I know, but I'm just saying, like, strong like, immune system. Yeah, I like I'm in for five. I got five on it. I don't know who my pick's gonna be yet, but I got five on it. I mean, like Kevin Durant has fucking coronavirus. Sean Payton, Idris Elba, Tom well, Hanks, again, Rita Wilson. Everybody's gonna have it. I know, but that's why first one. How big does the pot get? How long until, like, so many people got it that we know fucking hella people got it? I don't know. How are we going to do this? What do you think is the best way? Nick, you're kind of our our guy here. So let me get this right. We are now encouraging our listeners to root for celebrities to get coronavirus? No, we're not rooting. But not like rooting. But, but we're, 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 we're putting money on this. We're predicting. Predicting this? You're saying 56% of California is going to have it. I mean, that's like, we, we're talking about Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox and fucking, you know, David Schwimmer. Google Doc. That's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. $5. You give us a name. Once you Venmo us the $5, you make it official. Then it goes on a Google Doc. That name's on there. Once we get your payment, that name's on there. No one else can take it. Pot keeps building until somebody fucking gets it. And then they get 90% and we take the 10. It's kind of like the right field baseball game. Exactly. You get it. It's like the celebrity death pool that everybody does, like, you know, right. start of the year. Yeah. By the way. Well, speak of the devil, Marcus Smart has it. See, it would be it would be it would almost be dumb not to choose an NBA player at this point, but also And also two Lakers players were also testing positive. We I'm not gonna disclose those two Laker players. It's gotta be Rondo. Rondo just Rondo I feel like Rondo's had coronavirus since two thousand twelve. It's the only explanation of his fucking jump My shot. Dirty headband. I almost feel like we have to take the NBA out of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. Give us a call. 310-359-8365. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been a long fucking day. I need some sleep. I need some more sleep. You guys want to wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, guys. It's been a uh, fun show. Uh, Stay dirty.
I, I can't. I just can't. I'm ending it now. Good. Good night.